This is a headgum podcast. You will drive it. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we are the one of two top comedy podcasts of the year, according to the New York Times. Wow, that was beautiful. Wasn't that good? Yeah, you're like Oprah if Oprah listened to podcasts. Lindsay, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's truly thrilling, exciting. I can't believe. It's us from Who Weekly and then Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson from Two Dope Queens. We are in wonderful company. This is so exciting. Literally today, I was celebrating uh, this with Jessica Williams at Universal Studios, which we rode the (laughs) Harry Potter ride two times. God. In a row. Thrilling. I cannot. Okay. Also, listeners, we were supposed to record this earlier this evening, but Lindsay was like, I'm going to be late. We're going to Universal Studios. And it's like, okay. I'm sorry. Some of us just have to go to Universal Studios. What's the problem? Some of us bought a season ticket to Universal Studios and only used it once (laughs) and had to use it again to get our money's worth. What's the problem? Okay. Um, But I do want to hear this because I... Lindsay and I were talking about Universal Studios earlier, and I sort of had, I had the wrong idea of what Universal Studios was. I thought the rides were very, like, sort of simple and easy. But tell me what the themiest ride of Universal Studios is. Because in my mind, it's Jaws, but is that still open? No, there's not even a Jaws ride anymore. When it, I went, there was a Jaws. The themiest ride is Harry Potter. The hooiest ride is the mummy. And here's the reason why. Because... <laughs> The hooiest ride is the mummy? Yes, because it's just a generic mummy and there's no storyline. It's really annoying. Like, for me, I have a really big issue because they always take these rides and they cut out all the good stuff. So they'll take a ride based on a movie and they'll cut out the movie star. And it's not fun because you don't get to see the actual movie star. The mummy, you get this ride where it's just like some generic mummy being like, ooh, like you stole my gold. And I'm like, where's Brendan Fraser? Where is he? Well, to be fair, Brendan Fraser wasn't the mummy. He's in the, the mummy. Yeah, but the mummy was Arnold Vosloo, who is the who. Okay, honestly, so I can't even believe you just Vosloo... name dropped the mummy. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I'm seeing, if I'm going on a ride that's based off a movie, I better fucking see a celebrity. Like we went on a Transformers ride. I was like, where's Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox? Like I need the celebrity. I, I just, I hate when they don't have the stars. Well, they have to get the rights to the celebrity, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a whole legal issue that's a nightmare. Well, we talked about this a lot. Well, we talked about this a few times, not a lot. I mean, I thought about it a lot. But the funny thing about Universal Studios is that they they spend years and years building these rides and then the movie becomes irrelevant. So it's really difficult because, like, it's hard to keep up with what is hot. You know, like, you're on the studio ride, you know, the back tour studio ride that they do yeah. or whatever, where you, like, go past the set of, like, Chicago M- Med or, like, uh, The Voice Fire. or, like, a Superstore or something. But... You go past, like, Wisteria Lane, and it's like, what? Like, remember Desperate Housewives? What? Um, Fun fact, you know, Wisteria Lane was also used as the main street in the Joe Dante film, The Burbs. Yeah, I knew that because they fucking told me that on the ride, you idiot. (laughs) Stop. Okay, we can't talk about Universal Studios anymore. I keep spitting out my water. Um, No, it was really fun. It's a fun park. I just think... I think we need, for me personally, I need my rides to be more star-studded, and I just, it, they didn't, it, they didn't deliver for me. I don't like a generic mummy ride. The way that you delivered that was very shark, sharkian. 
For me, I personally like my rides more star-studded, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with a couple comments that I love. Um, the first one may not be necessarily um, uh, worth your while at this point because I think the sale has ended. But even if it has, it's the a cute call. sale? So let's play it. No, listen. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Love the podcast. I wanted to alert you to the fact that the meddler is available for rent on Amazon for 99 cents, which is such a steal. As soon as I'm done watching Under the Tuscan Sun, I will be watching it. Thank you. Bye. Shout out the meddler, which is no longer on sale for 99 cents. It's actually $4.99 to rent. And you know what? It's totally worth your money. Still a steal. Let's also shout out Richard Lawson, who put The Meddler at the top of his Vanity Fair 10 Best Movies of the Year list, proving that me and Bobby do have good taste. (laughs) And that The Meddler is the best movie of the year. Next comment, which is not to play favorites, but one of my favorite comments in the history of this show. So let's play it. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. This is Kirsten from D.C. Um, I am calling because I had to stop your podcast because I had a weird fact about the George Clooney Nespresso commercial, and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Why is he doing that? Um, And my fiance, a reluctant listener of your podcast, uh, let me know that actually he's using that money from Nespresso to um, fund a satellite over Sudan to, like, monitor people. So he's, like, using his Nespresso money to, uh, I don't know, watch Sudanese people and help out with human rights look i just saw the headline to double check i didn't really read the article so um if you want to google it just google george clooney nespresso stand fun fact i guess he is using his stupid nespresso money for something um so yeah i had to call you immediately and let you know love the podcast our bell it's so enlightening i never would have known that had you not called Um, But before we get into the, you know, the true substance of the call, which is the George Clooney Nespresso um, Sudanese link, I want to point out that I think it's very rude of your fiance to be a reluctant listener. I hope we can do, (laughs) I hope we can do something to make him a um, captive listener. What would we do? Who seeks this out every single week, but um, I'm not sure what we could do to make that happen. I mean, we clearly are answering his call and, um, you know, paying attention to his his uh, tip, which I got to say is awesome because what I love about this is we picked up or at least I think it was Amina who picked up that why is George Clooney doing these ads? They're so hooey. And the answer, he had a very it wasn't just because he's doing them. We were right to be like, what the fuck? He literally has a very specific reason why he's doing it. It's kind of fascinating because otherwise you're right. He's too famous to be doing this shit. Yeah, but he's obviously making a lot of money off of it. But the point of the, that the caller is making is that, true, yes, he is making a lot of money off of it. But he's using this money to fund these humanitarian issues around the world. Specifically, he pays to keep a satellite ab- over the Sudan to make sure that the president, Omar al-Bashir, is not doing anything screwy. Which is crazy. Imagine if you lived in the Sudan and you knew that there was a satellite funded by an American A-list actor supported by a Nespresso ad (laughs) that was watching out for your human rights. What kind of world do we live in? 
<laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I, I don't mean, know I'm what just kind saying, like, that. imagine if, like, Bella Thorne, with her money that she earned from... What has uh, she done recently? Uh, <laughs> what has she done uh, recently? Uh, okay, sorry. I'm not sure what money you're talking about. I'm sorry. About. Just imagine <laughs> Jessica Chastain with the money that she earns from Miss Sloan, whatever that fucking movie is that she just put out that no one's going to watch. No, but if she actually spent her salary on, like, gun violence you no, know but just, like no, but, but something more specific like imagine if Jessica Chastain hired like 10 guards to go to like Belgium and stand outside a building like it's just such a specific thing which is so yeah. crazy it's not like this fund it's a literal satellite that is always there crazy um, crazy and it's because of Nespresso his cute little Nespresso ad with Danny DeVito I mean, there's a lot. I think there's a lot to read about it. It's not like just a cut and dry situation, clearly. Um, but if yeah. you Google George Clooney's satellite, <laughs> you go to town because there is plenty to read. There is plenty to read, and I and I think the link because I knew that George Clooney was always like uh, discussing like Darfur and Lanus, like especially in the mid two thousands. And apparently, the president of Sudan has is is one of the reasons that that's an issue to begin with. So. Um, this has been going on for a long time is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know it. We had and no we idea. We had no idea. Thank you, caller. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Megan. I am reading a story online about the newest Grammy nominees. And as it is always true with the Grammys, 90% of these people are definitely who's. There is someone called... Marin Morris, um, Sturgill Simpson, and Anderson Pock, but his last name is spelled with a period and then capital P-A-A-K. And I, I thought I knew who was kind of popular in music, but I've definitely never heard of any of these people. Um, also of note, Lucas Graham who I think you've talked about before, who is a band and not a single person, but they are nominated for a Grammy with, like, Beyonce and Adele and Marin Morris. Who are these people? Okay, bye. So it's that time of the year again, Bobby. (laughs) Grammys time or awards time? It's Grammys nominations time in which... And also it's... What? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do want to Please. point out that one of the most irritating pieces of content that we are forced to read every single year is the explainer of why the Grammys cutoff dates are so strange. It's like, if you're wondering why Joanne wasn't nominated for a Grammy, here's why. And it's like, we have gone through this every single year for the past X years. We all know that the Grammys cutoff date is in the middle of goddamn like September. I mean, like every award show has fucked up cutoff dates. Like, it's Not the Oscars. I'm just saying it's it is. It should a, end on December 31st. It's just I, really it un, it's really confusing when you get nominations. Everyone half the conversation is why wasn't this nominated, and someone has to explain it. It's just we need to stop that by just yes. making it more clear what is allowed to be, you know. So unfortunately, what I'm saying is. Joanne's Pink Hamp couldn't be nominated for the Grammys this year. But um, I'm crossing my fingers that she'll play Grigio goes at Girls at the Super Bowl. Lindsay, tell us who these people are. Um, oh, okay. First of all, Maren Morris. <laughs> so what we're talking about is Best New Artist. As you know, 
the number one who category of any award show is best new X, right? Best new artist, mm-hmm. best new best what other best it's new, usually artists best, it's almost always artists best, no but like the vmas have it too you know like any best new yeah. situation so this year we have in our best new artist kelsey ballerini who is a country star who we've definitely mentioned before who had that song i think it's called peter pan it's about how like men never grow yeah, up it's or called whatever. peter pan yeah um she performed at the cmas she's definitely a thing um but like i really don't care or really know her but we have friends who are into country music who care and know her. But basically, yeah. she's the blonde who performed on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Always gonna fly away Just because you know you can Never gonna learn there's no such place as a Neverland You don't understand you'll never grow up You're never gonna be a man Be the fan I didn't watch that. I was in a different time zone and I couldn't watch. But I will say Maren Morris, who is another country artist, looks a lot like Kelsey Ballerini. No, she and I would not, doesn't. And I would not be upset if you confused First of all, two. you're wrong. Second of all, Kelsey Ballerini is blonde and Maren Morris is brunette. Okay. Second of all. Sorry, all white women look the same to you. <laughs> Maren Morris is sort of like has an ombre thing going on. Third of all, oh, if I were designing them in The Sims, I would use the exact same face shape for Get both of the them. the fuck? <laughs> and you know just, I'm right. How many times have you designed Marin Morris in The Sims, Bobby? Not enough. Okay. So Marin Morris, we've spoken about before. We both loved her um debut album, including the song My Church. Can I get a but also I think my secret favorite is 80s Mercedes. Okay, that's but my favorite. that's not nominated. I know, but I'm saying... Okay, but I'm just saying in these categories, she has a few and she is up for Best New and she's up for her song, My Church. But not gonna mm-hmm. lie, last time this came, this happened to us, it was with um, Casey Musgraves who just came out with a god-awful mm. Christmas album. Okay, it's not god-awful. It's, it's just- awful. It's just disappointing because we expect so much from Casey and she delivered something that's very standard and very um, by the rules, you know. But who else is on this list? Let's keep looking. Chainsmokers, skip right over those idiots. Chance the Rapper, he's amazing. Oh, Anderson Pock. I think Chance the Rapper will probably win. I think it's, honestly, I think it's going to be between, I was saying this at work, I think it's a it's a race between Chance the Rapper and Marin Morris because I think they both have a lot of momentum. That's true. Maren Morris did so well at the CMAs that mm, like yeah, everyone right. everyone is and everyone is so like music people in general are so obsessed with but who do you think on so this list this year. is going to actually have a career I guess that doesn't really matter usually but it's going to be Chance the Rapper Chance the Rapper right um, so Absolutely. Anderson Pock's a funny story because I heard a song of his that came out this year called Dang with Mac Miller it's a really good song it's and really I sent good. it to our friend Steven Horowitz who loves music and writes about music and he yelled at me because Anderson Pock has been around for like a gajillion years and has like a gajillion right. singles 100 so percent true it's easy to take offense that he's even nominated for best new artist but well, he's new to us yeah he's, he's new, new to me. me he's new to me but i don't you know again they always 
there's always someone on this list that's not actually a new artist. It's just like they had a breakthrough this year or a little right. bit of a breakthrough. Um, so, you know, his album was good, though. I haven't heard the whole thing. I've only heard that song. Yeah. I can't keep on losing you over complications. Gone too soon. Wait, we was just hanging. I can't seem to hold on to. Dang. The people that know me best. The key that I won't forget. Too soon. Who else is on there? Oh, yeah, the chain smokers. Kelsey Ballerini, we've talked about her. We so just talked that's about really her. it. And the only that's other it. who that I think kept popping up was for best art for best album. This guy Sturgill Simpson was um, nominated for his album A Sailor's Guide to Earth, mm-hmm. which people really really loved. And the deal with this guy is that he's a, of course like a country kind of country soul alternative country guy he's like 40 years old a little bit older and he came up with this like random album that everybody really really loved it's his third album and it just did really well oh that's interesting um another thing that i i want to is it maybe we can maybe we can like retweet it um when i find it yeah but there was an interesting tweet that i saw that was someone pointing out that uh alternative music is like when alternative music came out it was like young people trying to do like a different kind of like pop rock or like pop rock or whatever it is <laughs> um i'm terrible at describing music yeah what but yeah it's just aged along with them like new people aren't entering it or at least in the eyes of the grammy voters mm, so the average yeah. age of the best alternative album is like 52 or right. something which is just sort of interesting. It's kind of the same guys that keep on getting nominated. Like to me, like stupid, that stupid song, Seven Years and that song, um, Heathens. These songs are alternative to me. They oh, sound Seven like, Years, but they're, absolutely. But they're now in pop, I guess, too. Like I don't, um, categorization pop, is, yeah. is tough. Like I don't they're understand why they're not, whatever. So this guy, Sergio Simpson, he's more, they're calling him outlaw country, which is kind of funny because he's like Merle Haggard. You know, he's mm-hmm. very, very vintage, like, cowboy country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this album, I guess, was kind of a breakout for him. At least, you know, people really liked it, so he got nominated. Also, like, but it's also his third album. It's his third album ever. And the Grammys so like love to the Grammys love to like mix it up and pretend like they, you know, know all these different types of music, even though the same like seven artists are nominated every year, you know? Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next question, which is oh, oh my god. Get ready, guys. Hi Bobby and Lindsay. This is Kristen, a huge fan of the podcast, and I have a very important and timely question. What the hell is the love advent calendar? I see it on Twitter. Like one day it was Bradley Cooper's baby mom, Irina, at doing the whole ghost thing at the pottery wheel, which I thought was like the worst 20 seconds I've ever seen until another day it was Rita Ora dancing to Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy in German Lederhosen. Like what is this even? And then today it was Kendall Jenner just literally laying down and, and Hype Williams directed it. So 
what is this calendar and why is it different celebrities every day and what is like the goal or purpose of this? I just, I don't understand and I need to know. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Good form, Bella Thorne. I can't stand the love calendar and the reason, I mean, the, the love magazine advent love magazine calendar calendar the main reason i can't stand the love magazine advent calendar is because i don't understand it i'm in the same boat as our caller because it doesn't make any sense to me in the same way that love as a magazine doesn't make any sense to me Lindsay, please explain how many times a year love is published twice twice a year it's a fucking love. biannual british magazine i'm telling you half of these magazines that you see people on they come out like once a year. I mean, the fucking Trader Joe's magazine comes out more than love. <laughs> like you can, do you know what I mean? Like Trader Joe's, like fucking the one that you see like new pumpkin pie recipes on that comes out more often and is more red, has a higher circulation than love magazine. It's not a thing. And I will spend more time reading the Trader. I will spend more time in that individual <laughs> it's a good, magazine it's a good that I ma- love. It's a good magazine. Um, but the thing with the Love magazine is it just, we've talked about this before. It's one of those obscure fashion magazines that they get really big celebrities to do kind of racy or more alternative covers for. And that's kind of how yeah. they get their attention. And every year, this Love magazine, and I can't even tell you, when did it start? 2009. 2009. <laughs> it started like And what I don't understand, ago. it's... It has money behind it. It's 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 owned by Condé Nast, which is shocking. It to is me. whoa. But I guess that's that's sort of the Condé Nast thread is sort of how they're getting their big name people because sure. they do get big name people for their covers. Granted, they only get two covers a year, but the love love as a magazine almost makes sense because there are so many strange fashion magazines that you never heard of. Okay, so there's another one. Big deal. The, the fact that the advent calendar gets so much traction every year online is what boggles my mind because the way what the caller said was she described the um, the bigger advent calendar uh, videos that have been released this year, which have been like, oh, uh, what did she say? Oh, it was Irina Shayk doing the whole ghost thing. Literally, that's the concept. Well, that's it. it's There's just very, I mean, every... Every year there's a new, the advent is like a countdown, right? If you know what an advent calendar is, if you're Jewish like me, you might not. It's that thing. If you're Jewish, you don't know what it is. It's that thing like where (laughs) Christian people get that piece of cardboard with the pieces of candy in it. And every day they pop out a new piece of candy and eat it. I'm sorry. Not everyone knows. Well, also, also as a, uh, as a Christian, a Catholic who went to church every Sunday for his entire youth. Wow. Um, it's also like a season in the Catholic Church, specifically. I think in the entire Christian Church, maybe, but specifically Catholics are very into Advent. And it's an entire season in the church where you're like preparing like spiritually for Christmas to come up. The entire churches are completely redecorated. All right. Um, All right. So, if so you... but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, if you ask me to explain Advent to you, I could. <laughs> if you ask me to explain the Advent calendar for Love Magazine, I could not. And I, and, and Lindsay, I want you to. I told Lindsay, I was like, do not watch the Kendall Jenner um, okay. advent calendar video until we're live. Please click play because there's nothing to it. But Is what it the just the said. one on their Instagram of her? If it's Kendall Jenner with like a wet hair look, that's She's it. Just click like, play. Okay, I'm watching it. She's on the ground. There's like She's a. She's on the ground. There's like a Barry White song playing and she looks damp 
That's it. Yes. That's and it. And so that's literally all it is. It was our caller was like, she's literally just laying down. That's all it is. And what boggles my mind is that this was directed by Hype Williams, arguably one of the most famous music video directors ever. I mean, did you see has, Rita's though? Rita's is like hilarious. Rita's, Rita's is hilarious, but it's also like, like se- what's happening. She's in like sexy leader She's in leader No bra on, jumping around. I like don't understand. But Lindsay, why is she doing this? Because no one knows. I don't know. I mean, but honestly, Hype Williams phoned this in. How much money did they give him? How much Conde money did they much. give him? I just think this is one of those things that is. It has a little bit of a sense of humor in that they're making these kind of it girls be like very vintage pinup girlish because it's very sexualized. It's very weird. Like the Irina Shake one, the uh, where she's doing the pottery. She's like doing a pottery wheel and she has like pieces of clay like sexily sprayed across yeah. her breasts. It's very. I, I could maybe. I could maybe see that argument for the Irina Shake one, like but it's not kind of a for the Kendall joke. Jenner one. Right, okay. Well, there's a concept that's kind of amusing to this one, the Shake one. And um, it's just wild. Like, Hype Williams, who is responsible for that, for like the, the I Can't Stand the Rain Missy video where she's in a trash bag and like no scrubs and like big pimping. He has all these iconic images in his like videography and then there's, oh, whoops, this weird asterisk in his resume where it's like <laughs> Kendall Jenner lying down for 20 seconds. I mean, did you see Kendall Jenner? Speaking of who, like a who parade, literally the Victoria's Secret show was like, who's on parade? It was just one hot who after another. I mean, right? Like, come on. In weird, like, uh, in the what is that? Like, ugliest. like enter the void wings. I just love that when we watch... Victoria's Secret, they make it like it's this huge deal. I mean, Us Weekly literally can't control themselves during the <laughs> Victoria's Secret lead up. And they're so excited. Oh, my God. And then the show itself is like, I don't think that watched. And the clothing that they wear is so ugly. Like, they look good. Everyone's hot. I get it. The idea is that these these specific hot models... Don't look at anything. But the, the clothing, oh my God, is so horrendous. Honestly, you could put, like, Kendall Jenner in Emily Blunt's wardrobe from Girl on the Train, and you would be like, oh my God, she's so hot. Like, oh my God, look at this, like, sexy train rider. Ooh. I mean, you could put Emily Blunt in what Kendall Jenner wears on Victoria's Secret fashion show and the way that she Us would just Weekly look would like cover the girl it, on the tra- Us Weekly would be like, oh my God, Emily Blunt. Ooh. Like, it's just, it's so... Oof. What? The girl on the train is so bad. It's so bad. It's one of the I watched it last night. Oh my I god. I saw it a few days ago. It's truly horrendous, isn't it? Anyways. It's really bad. I know. And I didn't even like the book and I hated the movie. Oh, I liked the book a lot and thought that they did oh, the I movie like, like a big fart. It was so sad. And like Emily Blunt the whole time. What a what a drag. Oh, she's trying. She's trying. She was at least like doing something interesting. I just feel but, like, like she had to act drunk. She might as well have just gotten drunk and you know at least had more fun. Uh, we have so- come. We have gone far. You should do the next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, first time. I'm a big fan of SNL, especially Kate McKinnon. I want to know if she's a them, and if she's not a them, who of the current SNL cast is? Thanks. Bye. First of all, this is not like a read, but. I love when a call is like written out. 
Didn't that call sound written out? Oh, I just feel like she knew what she wanted and she got it. It wasn't some, you know, rambling um, situation. But I No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was very like, these are my points. I'm going to do them very succinctly, blah, blah, blah. It was great. Yeah, but I also love all of our callers. Stoned, sober, whatever. I love you. Um, so do you want to take this, Lindsay? Because, I mean, oh my God. I think it's tough, right? Like, SNL has its breakout stars every season. The ones mm-hmm. that are in actual movies. I think when you're in a movie, that kind of defines you as being not a who. You, like, go forward. You're not just when you're in the right movie. SNL. When you're sure, in the right sure, movie. Sure, sure, um, Kate McKinnon, I think, is a them because of Ghostbusters, honestly. And I think because of Hillary Clinton. And because of Hillary Clinton, she's yeah. kind of caused a lot of waves, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, well, like, America never loves SNL as much as they love SNL during an election season. Totally. And I know? think they did a good job towards the end of election season here. You know, the Alec Baldwin as Trump. And it's still mm-hmm. causing waves. I mean, he's still... Trump, like, cannot get Trump over tweeting the fact about he's so <laughs> mad about Alec Baldwin. Which is funny, because, like, Alec Baldwin... Who's been so mad about Alec Baldwin since Alec Baldwin, like, yelled at his daughter on the phone and... Whatever else Alec Baldwin does recently. Oh, he got kicked um, off the say, plane for not wanting to close his Words with Friends app or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would also add Keenan Thompson because he's been there forever. He's oh, ancient he's there. also a child. Like, he's a millennial he's a child, hero. He's a child star. Yeah. People love him. No one has a single bad thing to say about Keenan Thompson. And if you do, do not call this show because I don't want to hear it. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't know you had such a strong stance on Keenan Thompson. I just feel like Keenan Thompson is, like, this reliable... This reliable, like, part of our popular culture that's existed for so long that, Mm -hmm. like, just this, he's just always around. Sure. It's sort of like, um, who, who, who was, like, Colin Quinn or, like, Chris Parnell on that show. They were on that show for so long. Chris Parnell, that's a good one. He was the guy who played the, played Clinton, right? Who played Clinton? Chris Parnell? No, Colin Quinn played Clinton. No, 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 no. Who played Clinton? That older Bill guy. Hartman did, and then he died. No, who was the older guy who played Clinton? Not Colin. Uh, Daryl Hammond. Oh, God. I'm confusing Daryl Hammond with Colin You Quinn. are. Oh, my I God. I knew you were. I, I meant like, Daryl Hammond. I know you did. So I meant Chris Parnell and Daryl Hammond. Okay. <laughs> such, um, such thems that you forquit, you mix them up completely. Um, I disagree on this list. You have Pete Davidson. I do not think he does, he is a them. No, no, no. I think you're I think you're looking at the wrong place. Pete Davidson like burst onto the scene last year, and he came out of nowhere. He's like a Staten Island kid. He's super young. But I don't think he he's already a has a Comedy Central special. People, Lindsay, people love him so much. But he's I feel like, like the cute young. You're saying guy. he's like the Fallon of this season or something. Yes, but I don't exactly. think he's got exactly. name recognition. Maybe I don't know. He's already doing these stand-up tours, and I think, like, like Michael Che and Colin Jost would love to be thems, but I don't think people know who they are outside of Weekend Update, you know? Yeah. And then Leslie Jones, absolutely a them because of Ghostbusters, and because, I mean, sadly, she's a them because she's been in the headlines a lot because of her, like, awful, like, hacking and... Sure, um, sure. But the, also, the she's a very she's strong. Faced. She's a very strong personality. She's really funny. She was in Ghostbusters. She she's was, a strong personality, yeah. and she has that very lovable like backstory where it's like sort of like you've been working for so long to get something, and she gets it sort of late in life mm-hmm. com- comparatively, comparatively. Also, I heard some good like little goss that now I'm just sharing with everyone that she is very. Um, she's like very bossy to Lauren Michaels like she just kind of is honest with him I think everyone's a little scared of him and I think she's kind of like doesn't give a fuck and I respect that so much I love that's it that's great yeah who would you add to this list I was looking at the cast list and I think 
I don't know if there are any. I think Bobby Moynihan's been there a long time, but I don't think yeah. that makes him a who. Cecily right. Strong I, has has had movie stuff that's been good, but I don't think that makes her a them. Sorry, I meant. And them I love I love Bobby Moynihan and I love Vanessa Bayer. I just don't think they're they're them. No, I don't think anyone else on this list is is really themy. I really yeah. don't. I really don't. And I I, you know, I think like maybe t- check in with us next season. I think every season <laughs> people have the opportunity to like do things that step them up and, and right. not yet for these people. Yeah, not yet. And then we have one more call. And then Let's I have an it. extra thing I want to talk about. Oh my God. Play it. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Courtney. Um, Long time listener, second time caller. You guys never uh, played my uh, call in about the Food Network. Rude. Um, but I'm going to forgive you because 2016 has been a garbage year and you guys bring me joy, uh, twice a week. And, um, I'm not kidding that I just cannot thank you enough for that. So anyways, moving on, it's December, which means it's time for everybody's best of lists. And I'm wondering if the two of you have a list of top 10 who's of 2016. Um, I look forward to hearing it. Bye. Wait, top ten who's? Oh, I thought she said movies. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about our top ten movies. <laughs> the transcript, the Google Voice transcript said movies. I just love that you thought someone called and was like, what are your favorite movies? And I was like, no. <laughs> this podcast has one topic. Lindsay, and you better look stick at the Google, to it. Lindsay, I don't care. Look it's, at the Google Voice transcript. It I'm sorry. Says, you think what Google Voice knows what a who is? Of course they didn't think it said who. <laughs> Bob, who's your top 10 who of the year? Bella Thorne? I can't give you 10. I can give you number one. I mean, Bella, Bella Thorne. Thorne, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Bella Thorne. Because when we first started this podcast, we were so focused on Rita, and we had no idea who was going to come out of the woodwork and become kind of another kind of epitome of this podcast. And Bella stepped it up. Bella did step it up. And she has remained in like this like very... Um, she stayed the same level, this very consistent level of Huda. Yeah. Which I respect. Yeah, because remember we had Zendaya as kind of high on our list of who's, and then Zendaya, and then Zendaya kept got very famous doing all this stuff, and it was like, oh, I guess we got to move on. It was like, ugh, these people have to get actually famous. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Um, okay, so other who's, I think Chloe Grace Moretz, I think oh, has been a true, big who, true, has true. always been a big who in my heart, but I guess I didn't realize the extent to which I would respect her. For? Who-dum. Oh, for who um, okay. Just because she's so... I think, like, reliability is very important because Rita has shown that she's not very reliable lately. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with America's Next Top Model, but we can always rely on Chloe Grace Moretz. We can always rely on Bella Thorne. Yeah, speaking and, of... And that uh, helps. Speaking of Rita and, and TM, that premieres, like, next week. We gotta figure next out how, week, we're gonna, 12, 12. how we're gonna celebrate the premiere of Rita's big show. Yeah, we got to do something. Also, what I wanted to talk about quickly <laughs> was, no, I think you'll like this. I think this is important. So speaking of my time at Universal Studios, um, people have been asking me, and by people I mean two different people, if I'm going to be watching Hairspray Live tonight on NBC. And my answer was, no, I'm busy. <laughs> but then today I didn't realize I went to Universal Studios and guess what they were shooting on the lot? Hairspray Live. <laughs> Hairspray Live. Was Ariana there? 
I didn't see Ariana, but I saw a bunch of high school kids dressed in like 50s clothes. It was really cute because they were clearly extras running throughout the park getting ready for the show. And I thought, because I know that tomorrow people are going to be like, oh, who is this? Who is this? We could go over the cast and see if there's any kind of who's that we need to illuminate so that people are aware. Oh, on Monday. Yeah. No, well, be fun. Today, well it's, this is going up tomorrow. Oh, but right now? Okay, well, who are they? I don't know who it, you. I have not prepared for this. Okay, but I'm who just else telling you. Life? So we have our thems. We have our Jennifer Hudson. We have our yes. Ariana Grande. We have yes. Martin Short, Kristen Chenoweth. Are any of these, uh, you know who these people are? Yes, Harvey I know who these people Firestein. are. Harvey Firestein. Do you know who that yes, is? Yes, I know who he is. Oh my God, Lindsay. And then guess who's in this? Our who's? You'll love some of these names. They'll sound familiar Well, to I you. know one of them was in that like uh, that gay James Franco movie. He's like Garrett the star. Garrett Clayton. Yes, him. He plays the Zach Efron role, which uh, wink, wink, nod, nod. Seems like it's a long line of... <laughs> Lindsay? I didn't say it. So that'll you have, do. That'll uh, do. You'll have Garrett Clayton, and then two who's that we've spoken about before, which I think is wonderful. Your favorite who, Derek Huff. Derek Huff is in this. Wasn't yes. he in Greece? He plays the guy that was the James Marsden character from the movie. Yeah, but wasn't Derek Huff also in Greece, or was that Julianne Huff? She was in Greece. Julianne Huff, his sister. Ugh. I hate this Huff. I hate this I like mean, Huff dynasty. If, oh my god! I'm sorry, but if a Huff is is qualified for anything on television, it's a live musical. Let's not lie. Come on. I just like to huff and huff and blow their little family down. Oh, stop it! Okay, we're not. That's done. pretty good. Do you know who else is in this uh, performance? No, I have said this several times. I do not know who else is in this. Remember Dove Cameron? Remember that couple Dove, oh, the yeah. Disney stars like Dove uh-huh. and. Love. Who's the other guy? Who's her boyfriend? They were in that show together. Duh. Yeah. They broke up, right? Oh, yeah. They got married. Uh, they got engaged. And then they... No, they were engaged. And, and then, then they, they broke, broke up. up. Right. They were in that... They were in a band together. Because I remember their Ryan first date... McCartan. Their first date, he played a song for her on a on acoustic guitar and she was like, I love you. But then they broke up. So she's in it. And then the girl who's playing the main role is not even a who she's literally a new person like they they like she was cast like from a group of women oh like a be, nikki blonsky just to be random well it's not nikki her name is mandy Bayo by dilo no but that's how they cast nikki blonsky remember nikki blonsky do you think nikki blonsky is like at home watching this ready to tweet at people who are in it wishing them that, that they did a good job telling them they did a good job absolutely i mean we all follow her on instagram she has a great instagram I mean, Nikki Blonsky, who is famous for starring in Hairspray and then tweeting at people. Hi, I'm Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. (laughs) Hey, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. And also she kissed Zac Efron on that TRL, and she loves bringing that up. Right. Never forget she kissed Zac Efron. Email question here. Um, This question is for Zac. Zac, you end up falling for Nikki in the movie, which made me wonder if you're to date anyone in the cast of Hairspray. Who would it be and why? Oh, man. Put me on the spot here. Oh, man. You know what? I I do have to say, I think me and Nikki got a thing. I don't know what it yeah. is. But, uh-uh. you know, she, she was so easy to work with. We didn't we didn't rehearse that kiss. It was it was all you know, natural. Was, was it natural? Baby. All natural. How natural? Like natural enough to kiss again on television or not that natural? Whoa! 
Um, I love Nikki Blonsky. Yeah. Uh, is that all? Well, there's a few minor roles of people you might recognize, a few of thems. Uh, Sean Hayes, Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. um, Billy Eichner is yeah. in this, apparently. Who knew? And I think that's it. I think that's it. This is a oh. nice little mix of who's and thems. So enjoy Hairspray Live. Uh, or I hope, well, you're hearing this tomorrow, so I hope you enjoyed Hairspray Live. Uh, spoiler, no one did. You will say that. If I were designing them in The Sims, I would use the exact same face shape for both of them. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>